Welcome everybody to the Infertility Feelings Podcast. My name is Jesse, and this is... The Infertility Feelings Podcast. And your name? Oh, I'm Doug Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I think they know it's the Infertility Feelings Podcast because they have clicked on this podcast. That's true. But yes. And I realize we don't introduce ourselves every single time. That's right. My my full name... Oh. Oh, what's your full name? My full name is not Doug. It's Douglas. And my full name is Jessica. Jessica. If you really knew us, you would know. You don't look like a Jessica. My mom used to call me Sika when Sika. I was really in trouble. Yeah. There's it really was... only one way to shorten the name. I guess Jessica, Jess, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it Doug is... is pretty Doug or Douglas. Yeah. Ugg, Dougie. People do not, when you give your name over the phone to things or like Starbucks or whatever, they do not hear you. I, know. I don't know if it's your tone, the way you say Doug. It's me. It's you. It's the way that I say it. When someone like asks me, What's your name? Oh, am I asking you? Yeah, yeah, you, you asked me. Oh, yeah. what's your name? Doug. Yeah, it's too fast. It, Doug. It's just That's so, why Doug, in France, Doug, they would Doug. spell it D-U-G. Like yeah, Doug a hole. I get dog. I get Doug. Mm-hmm. Like D-U-G. Right. And <laughs> I get messed up because people think that they want to add an I or an E or whatever or Y. And well, it your is real just... name, your name is Jessica. Jesse's not your name. There's no right or wrong way to spell okay. Jesse. It's okay. true though, right? No, this is it not discriminating. It could be I-E, it could be E. Yes, but a lot of people don't, a lot of girls or women, I would say, mm-hmm. don't spell it like how I spell it, J-E-S-S-E. Because it, right. that is technically the boy way, if you were, whatever, technically. But, but it doesn't matter if they put in I-E no. or just an E, because it, it's not really your name is Jessica. <laughs> I mean, this went philosophy quickly and I don't know what happened, but yes, a lot of, I, there's no discriminating to how you want to spell Jesse. It's right, just, right. I constantly get it spelled wrong because I am a woman. you spell it J-E-S-S-E. Because I spell it J-E-S-S-E. So right. sometimes I will say Jesse the boy way. Sometimes. Jesse the boy way. The boy way. <laughs> just spell it like a boy. J-E-S-S-E. I wish I had like an I or a Y because those are so much cuter. An I, you can have like well, a heart. You could. <laughs> you could. I can't change it now. You it's totally, too late. You could totally change no, it. No, it's not. I think it's too J-E-S-S-Y with a curly heart at the end. Why will like, wouldn't matter. No, I can't do it. It's too late. <laughs> you know how many emails and things and uh, no, it's not being changed. But I do, I do wish when I was younger, I did wish it was an I because I could put a heart on top. I've always wished Jesse. that I went by my middle name, Malcolm. I love that name. You Malcolm. do not look like a Malcolm. I don't look like a Malcolm. No. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Would a Malcolm be more like more... Profit like more. I look like a Doug. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? If you walked up to someone and went, "You look like a Doug," you think that they would be like, "Wow, thank you." <laughs> I mean, I guess Malcolm is cooler. It's a cooler middle name. It's, it's a, a cooler name. It's a much cooler name. Oh, and you could still let's turn it back on you, Doug. You know what? You could go by Malcolm now. You're gonna go by J E S S Y. No, I'm going it's not Malcolm. Y. It's I. J E S S I. Oh, you want to go J E S S I? Because I want the heart on the top of the I. With a heart for the I, and I'm going to start going by Malcolm. Do it. All right. Do it. I'll, I'm going to put those names in the podcast title, <laughs> and people are going to be like, who, who is this? So, welcome. And we are Jesse, J E S S I, and Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Today is um, a very interesting topic. The Today's topic of our podcast came out of how we have been feeling lately and yeah. something that we've felt all throughout our infertility journey and something very much so that comes up journey. for many of the people who are in our process groups. Yes. We're Jesse and I and our team are lucky enough. I to, love that we say team. We do have a team. Because we have more than 
Yes, we have a team. Our yeah. team of facilitators sit with Love hundreds it. of people who are going through infertility. And it's something that comes up all the time. So we don't, there's, all we're going to do today is we're just going to sit with this feeling that comes up. Yeah. And it's the feeling of life not stopping and life moving all around you and the world keep moving and everything keeps going forward. The craziness keeps happening. What does that feel like when you are struggling with infertility? Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. This topic is one that is very universal. It kind of happens to everyone who's struggling with infertility, is that we start to go down this process of struggling to get pregnant. Maybe it's been months, maybe it's been years, maybe you've done treatments, whatever it would be. This thing of infertility becomes all-consuming. Yeah? Yes. And it becomes overwhelming. Yes. And it it feels as if... I feel like I'm on like the stand in like a, <laughs> jur- like a courtroom. Yes, it, it correct. It feels as if... It's the only thing that you can pay attention to, or at least that's what, that's how it was for me. Correct. And it does feel like <laughs> many people in our process groups report that it's just, it's the only thing that you can do. This is the problem though. And why we're talking about this topic today is that we are overwhelmed with infertility, yet life does not stop. The work does not stop. Maybe you have a job and the, just the work that keeps coming across your desk does not slow down. The get-togethers with your friends don't slow down. The reason that we're doing this podcast today is that there's many things going on in our world today. There's in America, there's an election next year. Yeah. There are there are people dying in Israel and Gaza. There's there's wars, there's political stuff, there's economic stuff, there's school shootings. The amount of things that are happening all around us all the time yeah. don't slow down as good members of society, maybe this is the way I think, but as people and as good members of society, we want to be able to appropriately put our attention to all the things that are out there, right? You know, if something happens in your city, you want to be able to pay attention to it. Something big happens in our world, you want to be able to pay attention to it. However, in the middle of infertility, we're tapped. Yes. Like our capacity is gone. So I, this is my my question to you, Jesse, and, and this is the reality that we're focusing on is I think that brings up a lot of feelings. Yes. You're going through infertility. There's all this stuff going on around us. What does that feel like? What's that experience like? I don't think it's talked about a lot. I think it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you're overwhelmed with infertility. But there is this specific feeling that comes up. These moments of everything is crazy around me. And I just, I'm doing everything I can do to hang on and pay attention to like, the next two weeks and what I have to do. Does that make sense? Yes. Did you ever feel like that? Yes. What does it feel like for you? It felt like I was already sad. I was already overwhelmed. I was already anxious. And it almost became when these tragedies came up or, you know, the world felt like it was on fire or whatever, insert whatever there. It was like I was tapped already. It's like I can't handle any more sad. anymore. Yeah. And literally I would like watch Disney movies at night because I was trying to tune out. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I was going to get at was it was almost so sad to, I was already at my max capacity with a set also seven on the Enneagram. We don't like being sad. So just a little hashtag caveat (laughs) asterisk, um, that it was almost like if I could like put it like in like, um, 
like a beaker, like a beaker, like a beaker, like a science beaker. Yeah. Okay. okay. It was almost <laughs> like that part of me was filled up, sad, overwhelmed, anxious, all of it. That when these things would happen, I was already like, oh no, like I, and, and, and I don't want you to think that sound like I don't care about those things. Yeah. I do care about those things. It's just a feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I can't almost even handle any more sad. Like it's almost like the beaker would overflow yeah. and then how I would respond is F it. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, F it. I can't, the world is falling apart. You know that scene in Dumb and Dumber? Our heads, heads are falling apart. Right, yeah. Like it's, like, it's like, I. it was just too overwhelming. It was too much. It would almost like, in a way, like, blow blow me up like emotionally like it's like it would almost like spill over like a beaker it's like the way that I would view that the way that I would word that and oh no no I'm saying that when I view you I would say oh your capacity for ingesting very difficult things is met like it's at its max like you have no more capacity for difficult things my life was already sad and everything in my internal world was so sad and so hard I almost couldn't handle any more sad. Mm, yeah. Again, caveat, didn't mean I didn't care. It's just, it, and it, it just would overtake me. And it's like, I can't, I don't even know what to feel about these things or be a feeling in myself because I was already so sad. Yeah. And so, and searching, like I feel like in that journey and even in my life still today, sometimes it's like, I'm just searching for like joy. I'm searching for joy because I'm like, okay, it's sad. And it's just a lot of sad right now. And I'm like searching for joy. So when you would go and these things would happen in the world and you would go on things like social media or TV or the news, it's like, oh no, now this thing that like giving me joy is like, now it's just bombarded with all this stuff that's sad or hard. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be on there or we shouldn't be raising awareness or we shouldn't be whatever. It's just, I found myself almost distancing Myself. On an emotional level. On an emotional yeah. like level. This is how a Not a care person, level. Yeah. Emotional do you, level. Do you feel like people felt that way during the pandemic? I'm sure. Yes. You know, exactly. It's like there's this constant 24-hour news cycle of all the things that are going on in the world, mm-hmm. all of which needed attention, yeah. all of which deserved yeah. you know, every amount of attention and, and priority. That's what I just go back to, though, is like an individual, though, their capacity may be already over like already met and like they're already tapped out in terms of dealing with what is immediate in their own life in infertility you can feel isolated and alone and that's what the pandemic did was it exacerbated you feeling isolated and alone and then you're struggling with infertility on top of it it's like oh okay yeah it's it just is yeah did you ever feel guilty that like you know i can't remember we we struggled you know, we didn't go through infertility treatments or anything like that during the pandemic. But I'm I'm just wondering, do you think people feel guilty for being all consumed with what they're going through and not being able to, I don't know, whatever would the right word would be, pay enough attention or... I'm really trying to find the right wording here. But yes, I feel like when you are going through a season and infertility is all of these things of sad, of overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, whatever it is, and these things come in, I feel like and this is where I want to be careful is like grace, grace to that person. Like right, maybe right. they are not the biggest advocate on this subject. Maybe they are not like yeah. spreading awareness all across or the grace room or to shouting you, grace to yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also people having grace on these people too, oh, okay. of like, it saying, might yeah. be the way that they interact with whatever this is, Yeah, whatever this is it to give them grace that they are already, they could be 
very overwhelmed in them in themselves and their journey that it might not be the time and place to be the advocate and the this and the that and the this and the that because they're already going through so much themselves and it doesn't mean that people don't care it's just at an emotional level it's really hard to engage with these kind of things when you are already at your max what i'm picking up from what you're saying is that the feeling is a feeling of fullness right it's yeah. like almost i don't know this maybe is a bizarre analogy but it's like you only have a certain amount of say it's a park say your life is like a parking lot right and there's 47 spots in this parking lot i don't know why 47 just felt like the right number to me right now you know it's one of my best friend's favorite numbers so really 47 that's crazy i always text her when i see the 47 47 text her right now no 47 um, 47 spots in this spot in this parking lot and say all of those things are are that's your capacity for feelings. At times, there is not a single spot open for feelings. That's kind of yeah. what it feels like infertility does sometimes is all of a sudden, all of these spots start getting filled up with disappointment, that thing, this disappointment, that funny thing that made you laugh, this happiness. And you're, you are at a point where you're like, parking lot's full. There's no more, there's no more parking spaces. And then your sister comes to you and says, Hey, we got family problems with all of us heading out to Tennessee this year. Dad is this, mom is this. And you're like, okay, I don't really have the capacity for this right now. Like my parking lot is full. And then something in your local town happens that is newsworthy. Yes. You're like, I don't know. What do I do in this situation? Or it's a tragedy of some kind or something. Uh, yeah. And then and then at the same time, something locally is happening and you have this family drama and your parking lot is full because you're going through infertility. Yeah. And then something happens in in another part of the world that that is kind of like demands attention and should be looked at and should be addressed by the world. I just think it's hard to be in a position like that yeah. as a single individual. You know, like we can talk about wide sweeping things and how societies should react to things and stuff like that. We're talking about infertility. We're talking about an individual. That feeling is a feeling of I'm, I'm past my capacity. The, yeah. There are no more spots in this parking lot. What do I do? Do I just say like, okay, I'll put all of my feelings on hold so I can deal with this. Right. Many people I think probably do yeah. that. Well, um, many people say that I can't, I can't deal with that. You just can't deal with it. You can't feel, you can't, you're almost like this sense of yeah. being, you're kind of drowning in your inability to process all of those feelings. Yeah. And I've, that's it's, a horrible feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. And it's so sad too, because I feel like as the world in general, if we looked at people that are struggling with infertility with more compassion, it would just be better. But, you know, cause I've also seen a lot of relationships damaged with that because there is some sort of family drama right, or tragedy yeah. that needs to be addressed. And it's like their parking lot is full. They're blown or their beaker is overflowing. I like beaker better than parking lot. I like but beaker. Beaker. They're, Beakers, parking lots, same thing. Yeah, same thing. That sh there's like some psychoanalyzation probably that could go on to be like why I chose a beaker and why you chose a parking lot. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't think you've, I've never heard you say the word beaker before. It's because I'm also thinking about the Muppets. Because <laughs> I love the Muppets. And beaker is my favorite character. Anyway, it's a complete <laughs> sidebar. Um, now I'm going to say beaker and you're not going to be able to keep a straight face. <laughs> A science tool that has a hole in the top that you pour things in. That's what I'm talking about. So it's like, and it's just sad because back to my point, it's sad 
because I've seen a lot of broken relationships come out of that. And I don't think it's that people don't care or the person that's struggling don't care. It's that they are at their max. And I would say entering when you are at your max of sad and at your max of overwhelmed, entering situations that are sad and overwhelming are difficult. That is the best way I can describe that. So I think the point of grace is on for all sides is when you are struggling with infertility and you are maxed out emotionally, it's really hard to engage with more sad things or more um, overwhelming things. And then for a community as lar- at large, having grace on those people, because it's just really hard to know how to a- navigate. And it's really hard to be an advocate or to be someone that takes charge. I'm thinking about a family dynamic. Like that's what I would want to do. I'd be like, all right, I'm taking charge. It's like, it's hard. It's hard to do that when you are feeling at your beaker capacity. <laughs> at your beaker capacity. <laughs> yes. Your beaker is overflowing. As you're talking, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I think at the core of this is that we have to, when we're going through infertility, live in our reality. I think that's a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us have things that are going on in our lives. We have things that are going on in our cities, in our mm-hmm. families, in our countries, in the world, you know, kind News. of like spreading yeah. out from just our own very personal lives. And we want to live in reality. You know, we don't want to live in complete ignorance of what happens on the other side of of the city or the other side of the town. Especially if you were someone that cared about this stuff so much or does care about this stuff before you were struggling. We don't have to get into like, you know, economics and philosophy and all that kind of stuff. But I think as people, we ought to have some type of responsibility over the people, over the places that we live, the people that we know, and then even a responsibility to do goodness and kindness to all people. So we should care. We, We should that should be something that we're always striving for because it's in our reality. We are people, we are alive on the planet and that's part of our reality. The, what is interesting though is that it's hard sometimes to process our own emotional realities in light of everything that's going on around us. Sometimes it's easier for us to deny our own realities or pay attention to this and not that. It's We have to integrate all these certain realities into our own experience. In our process groups, the, one of the first things that we look at is this ability that we all have to live in reality. Whether we're you know, good at it or we struggle with it, the ability to live in reality is a huge part of what helps us feel resilient as people. Are there things that we just can't look at? Are there parts of the infertility story that I just can't look at that, you know? Um, or is it the whole thing? Is it like, I just can't talk about infertility. I hate it so much. You know, my spouse just we never talk about it because it's too hard to look at. Well, that's going to hurt your ability to be resilient and connect to people because you just can't look at it. I think this is what we're, this comes into play when we're talking about what we're talking about here is when life doesn't slow down, when the things don't stop coming, how do you incorporate all these things into your reality? I personally think for me, the hardest thing to do when I was going through infertility and when we're going through infertility is to actually admit that we're going through infertility and we don't have the capacity for other things. Mm, that yeah. the amount, there it is. I was like, where are you going with this? That the, that the amount that this is affecting us is that it's actually affecting us this much. Right. Do you mean it's like, oh, I, how come I'm like, I can't pay More attention edgy. to that. I can't talk to this person. I can't deal with the holiday plans right now. Uh, why am I more edgy? Yeah. Why is like all this it's like, oh, I'm just it's, just, it's a lot right now. It's a lot right now. It's sit and embrace the fact that infertility is overwhelming. It takes everything of you. 
If that's your reality, live in that reality. Start to communicate to people, I don't have capacity to even think about this because of where I'm at. Yeah. Appropriately and like, you know, with the right people and safe people and all that kind of stuff. But if that's where you're at, I think we have to admit it. Yeah. You know, and say, I hope this podcast helps yeah. to validate you that if going through infertility, even just if you're, wherever you're at, if you're just trying, not just trying, if you're trying month after month and you're putting effort towards it and it's not working and it's starting to dominate your mental world, that's, yeah, that's enough to right. say this is, I'm filled up. Like I'm filled up with and I, this. And I think for me, there would be grief there. It would be so I much. Want to great care. Yeah. I want to care about everything. Great point. Yeah. I, I am the type of person that doesn't listen to their capacities very well and has a very large capacity. I actually have a very large capacity, but I realized that I've hit my capacity like 400 times ago, maybe like four times ago where I'm like, <laughs> right, should right, have. Yeah. So it's like for me in this scenario, when I'm in a season of sad and more overwhelmed, figuring out my capacity and stopping and being like, oh, I've hit my capacity emotionally and I and I don't have the emotional space to be able to care, not care, not care. That was the wrong word to what would be a better put, word? Put your attention yeah, to put it. Put your like, attention to it. Like, in, like, um, integrate it into your like daily yes, life. Yes, That's of, better. Cause yeah. it, it, there's always care. I care about everything. I care about too much things. Like, right. I yeah. care about everything. So it's, it's not about care. It's that, yeah, that I can, I can't interact with this right now because yeah. I'm already, and that would make me sad. It would make me, it would grieve me. And I think that's when I would get like angry towards infertility of like, oh my gosh, you're keeping me from these other things that I care about or these other, whatever, insert whatever there. Yeah. I think that there would be grief and anger of like, ugh. but I think that's also the acceptance. It is the living in the reality of like, but that is my reality. I don't have the capacity to enter these things into my world right now. Care still the same, but enter into my world or fix it or advocate or whatever it is. Oh, that makes me sad. It makes me sad. A couple of thoughts that come up as we're just talking about that is one, not sometimes a lot of people go through infertility without telling anyone. Yes. So then you get this like double, double hard, double hard effect because maybe something is going on in the family. Maybe there is something going on that everyone's kind of paying attention to. And you're like, I don't have the capacity for that. Right. And then people look at you and they're like, Hey, what happened to you? How come like, Mom is over here talking to me on this group text. Right. Where are you at? Right. And you're like, I'm just, it's just a lot right now. And they don't know really what's going on. So now you have this burden to be like, I'm not engaging the way I normally engage here because I'm full here, but they don't know about why I'm full. So if I were to tell them, I have to then let them into this. And yes. you just get stuck in this very isolating situation right. that's where really you have to hard. go through the whole thing by yourself. It's that's very difficult. And you have to like, I feel like when, before we were telling some people or whatever, it's like, I'd almost have to feel like I have to make up a different reason yeah, or something yeah. like that, which is so hard. Um, what the you just way, said, interact with, yeah. that's a better word than care or letting them into your life or, or having that, that enter your life. It's yeah. like interact with, like I can't interact with this right now because that's a the better word for it. Sorry. Whether it's um, something that happens in the news, yeah. something that happens in your family a busy work thing, planning the holidays. I can't interact with it the, to the to the degree that I normally would or want to. Yeah. What sucks is when it's something that you can't control. When it's like a loss of a job or a, a diagnosis, a sad diagnosis or something like that. That's when it just sucks. When it's like, you don't have the choice but to engage with it. 
And, and that and sucks. We should note that many people are in that position. Yeah. They're going through infertility and something happens that they do not have the option to not interact with it. A car accident, mm-hmm. a, wh- a ticket, uh, whatever. In The crazy thing that's happening in the world is not happening somewhere else in the world. It's happening to me, to them in their part of the world. And they have no option. And, and that, then it's also th- th- hard. Th- those are traumatizing moments. And then it gets exacerbated when it's you and it's the world. You know, when the world feels like it's on fire and then you're like, oh, and then me and my life too. That's, that's what sucks. It sucks when you sometimes don't feel like you have a choice or actually it's not, you don't feel, you don't have a choice and you have to engage with it. Yeah. If the first thing is that sometimes people don't know that what we're going through. So we have this like, how how do I interact the same way when they don't know? Difficult. I think the other thing is, I don't know if people take infertility seriously enough to to understand that it is something that takes all of our capacity. Maybe you do have a relative that knows what you're going through. And then I don't know why I keep going back to like planning the holidays or something, but you start planning the holidays. It's, it's overwhelming. It's kind of crazy and life doesn't stop. And they're like, look, I, I know you're going, I know you're trying to get pregnant, but like, look, we've What's all, the big we, deal? we've all tried to get pregnant before, you know, it took me and my husband three months too. So it's like, right. You know, and you're like, I don't think you really get, how big of a deal this is. I don't think you get how much of my capacity is taken. So there's not only is it's hard to talk about. So not that many people know when people do know it's, it's not, um, taken seriously. A, I would say there's a viable enough reason to not interact with anything else in the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like that. They're like, you, why aren't you interacting with everything the way that you used to? Yeah. You're not like life is just like passing you by is it, could it really be infertility that's making you do this? And they're kind of like, well, I don't think that's a good enough reason. But if people knew, I think they would start to understand, oh yeah, you're going through that. Of course you're not interacting with things the way you used to. So that's it. Honestly, that's the whole podcast is we just wanted to take a moment and validate this experience. The experience is the world does not stop when we're going through infertility. And it is hard to live in our reality. It's sometimes hard to take our own reality serious enough and say, my capacity is full. My beaker is totally full. It's overflowing. I do not have capacity to think about this family drama, this work drama, this work crisis, this family crisis, this city or or national or world crisis. I'm, I'm going to try as hard as I can, but I'm full and I'm struggling. I think the the point there is to say we have been there too. I I feel that most people going through infertility are there as well. So we need grace for ourselves and we need to allow ourselves to live in our reality. Which means that if infertility is part of your reality, it might be true that you do not have capacity for much else. You might only have capacity to keep your mental routines healthy keep your, your, your physical routines healthy and to be in your community, to stay connected to, you know, the one or two people maybe that know about it and make it through. That might be your purpose. That might be your calling for this season right now. And there's grace for you. If you feel guilty, I, cause for me, I sometimes would struggle with guilt of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not contributing enough to the conversation or I'm not doing, you know, I'm not, I'm not helping figure out the family stuff like the way I used to. I'm not the like, I'm not A-typing this the way that I used to. There's grace for you. No, I don't think we should have this need to feel guilt because we are at our capacity. The reality is, our reality is that infertility takes everything. 
So I hope you feel that sense of unburdening. I don't, I can't, we can't speak for everyone, but we can speak for Jesse and Doug. Yeah. That we do not burden you. And what that. I would say is I would feel guilt because I want to care about everything. Mm-hmm. And so I would feel if I, if I don't engage, then I must not care. And that's where I would feel guilt. And what I would say to a person, if they are like me, that feels this way is be gentle on yourself and it won't last forever. It yes. won't last forever. Like you, we, me and you couldn't do uniquely knitted like seven years ago. No, no, yeah. hells there's, no. there's no way. Like we could not have. Yeah. And, I wanna, can I add a thought to that? Cause it, but you to, did say that this is the end. Oh, crud. never say it's the end. It's never the end. It's I was never just the end. real quick speaking <laughs> to my A types. I think the quickest way to get back into, you know, for me, I love caring about everything and talking about everything. And that's like, yeah. my, I love that. You know what I mean? And like contributing to thoughts everywhere yeah. you know, on, on all things. I wonder why we're so tired at night. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't but figure to, it out. To me, the way that I got to a place where I felt good being able to do that was I had to sit with how big infertility was. I had yeah. to take it seriously and allow it to dominate my own life for a while. Because I do think as citizens, we should contribute to the things going on in our city, in our world. I do think as family members, we should contribute to the things that are going on in our families and in our jobs. I think, I think that's good for us is to, you know, to be an active member. However, to be an active member and, and to do that well, I think we have to live in our reality and know that sometimes infertility dominates every square inch of what we're doing and there's nothing else we can do. So give it your all. Pay, you know, sit with it so that we can get to a place where we've processed it and we can continue being who we are. That's a thought. Yeah. Also, one last little note for everyone a, that a is- A podcast note? A podcast note. Um, and I will sign it at the end, J-E-S-S-I, with a heart. Um, no, we are, our podcast is going to be coming out every other week now. Yeah, we, it was, sometimes it's hard to find, it. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to find a rhythm. Yeah. And we have really settled on this every other week rhythm. So yes. if, if you are the type of person who- likes to know the schedule. You can you can feel confident that every other week. Maybe not forever, maybe even just for these next couple months until the for end the of the year. For the next 45 years, I feel that I can say 100% that every other week a podcast. I know we out. also said that we are filming our podcast, but we are going to film some sometimes, not sometimes. And I think also another reason why we do every other week is we take our subject matter really seriously. Yeah. And we don't want to put a lot of thought into it. We put a lot of thought into it. And so we want to make sure when we do podcasts that they are something that we've put thought into and have time and space for. Yeah. So now it will be on Mondays every other week, which may, but maybe surprise every once in a while, it'll be every week. Just if we're feeling fancy. Can I have one selfish request from everyone who listens to this podcast? If you've made it this far. Yeah. If you're still here. (laughs) If you're still here. Hi mom. One selfish request. Um, could you leave us a review? That would be so helpful. Like rate us and leave a review. Only if they're good. I mean, do do whatever you I'm want. Just but but if you could rate us, like you know, if you're on Spotify or if you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple, you just, said Spotify twice. I said if do you're need- if you're listening on Spotify or if you're on. That's the same. Yeah, Why maybe would, I don't know. How would they be listening on Spotify and not on Spotify? That's a great question, Jesse. <laughs> I don't know. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple. Just a rating would be awesome because that that actually really helps us be heard by more people. Yeah, that's it. That's and the that, whole thing, and that's it. It's not necessarily. I was just gonna say, what does that do for us? It's it like, just helps us get to more people. Yeah, that's it awesome. just helps us spread awareness. So, if you want to help us spread awareness, that would be a great place to do it. There you go. Okay, podcast 
over. We love you all. We will see you in two weeks. We think about you constantly. I love everyone in this community and I just hope that you enjoyed today's conversation and we will see you in two weeks. And I love you and I mean it.